intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you good day good week good evening good afternoon Welcome to another episode of the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. This week, we are privileged to have Shiva, the CEO and founder of Pitstop. If you don't know what Pitstop is, you've got to remain here and listen, because I'll tell you, I was excited when I got to learn more. All right, with that, let's get on with the interview with Shiva from Pitstop. Shiva... Our CEO and founder and founder of Pitstop. How are you? Doing excellent, Chris. Thanks for having me. John and I are excited because we want to learn a little bit about Pitstop. Yes. Right? Yes. Maybe yes. you could start us off by giving us a little bit of the background of Pitstop. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> at Pitstop, we're really focused on taking the large amounts of data that come off of trucks and using that to provide predictive maintenance, predictive analytics. So knowing when, for example, the battery's going to fail, when the brakes are wearing out, when the tires are going to fail, and bubbling that all up in one place for a fleet manager to review. So let's say you got 100 trucks, 500 trucks. That's a lot of information to try to manually dissect. And, and because of that, it becomes very reactive. Driver calls in, says the light's on. You pull into the shop. Sometimes it is a big deal. Most of the times it's not. And so you waste a lot of time. There's a lot of downtime related to that. So because of this, we're able to organize all the fault codes by priority. What's the risk of it uh, occurring or incurring downtime to this truck? But also by predicting when certain issues are going to appear in the future around things, again, like the battery brakes, the engine, the diesel exhaust system with engine D rates trying to avoid those kind of scenarios. I think it's the prediction cool. model that is the most exciting from everything you said there, because if mm -hmm. I avoid yeah. a damn breakdown on the highway, I'm making money. That's right. Yeah. And that's, that's a key yep. value problem. And I can tell backstory too, how we got to this. So, when, yeah. when I started, I actually was working at a tech company in Silicon Valley that was working on chips that went into Tesla's. And I realized, hey, when data flows from the vehicle back to the suppliers, very quickly you can make changes and make these products better and, and reduce things like downtime and failures. And, and from my childhood experience of growing up in uh, truck mechanic shops owned by my father in the Toronto uh, region, Toronto, Canada, I, I learned a lot about the electronic controls coming into vehicles and how that was really changing the way these assets would operate. So th taking those two experiences, realized, hey, there's a big opportunity here to take data that's already coming from ELD, like the big guys out there, mm -hmm. Geotaps, and Sarah, Verizon. Everyone has these things plugged in, or a lot of people do. So the data's being reported, uh, but it just sits there, and there's too much information uh, mm -hmm. for people to act in its raw format. So by taking that information, dissecting it, and then giving an insight that with the recommended action of, hey, take this in, 
or call the driver, just double check, are they experiencing anything? Or don't worry about it, these issues pop up all the time, but it's not a big deal. I mean, simplifying it to that is really the core value that we're helping a lot of fleet customers with today in driving uptime, reducing uh, unplanned downtime with breakdowns, but also organizing that day-to-day workflow and making it so they got more time back in on their side to not have to dissect and analyze information on Excel, or in some cases, just ignore the data. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, with a, with a telematics device, you're getting a ton of data, and depending on what you're using that particular telematics device for, a lot of that data just falls into a wastebasket, and you do nothing with it. So if you can utilize a service like you're talking about to say, hey, over here, let's sift through some of this data, capture this, and move it into this fashion. Exactly. That's exactly it. So get more out of the investment. And the investments of telematics are already showing ROI, maybe around idling, fuel reports, around the driver safety, um, all of these types of things. But then also predicting downtime is a huge value problem. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with with this system, are we also able to track maintenance intervals, uh, maintenance schedules on top of the predicting aspect? Yeah, it's all bundled together because not only do we want to say, hey, the battery might fail, but, oh, they, there's a PM, you know, it's coming up three weeks from now, but why don't we just yep. do it all together, right? So we sure. we include the PM, we include all the fault code information, we include, um, you can add work orders as required, depending on the fleet, you, you want to add it in, or we can sync it up with your existing kind of shop or work order management cool. software. Cool. Cool. Good deal. So, what, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what can you sync um, uh, pit stop to? Can you give us some examples of some of the software you've already hooked up to it? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, on the telematic side, it's GeoTab, Samsara, Fleet Complete, uh, Verizon are some of the big ones out there, right? That we've worked with. Um, and then on the, uh, let's say, asset management side, we're working with a group called Asset Works, very much in the uh, municipal government sector. Uh, Fleetio is another big player out there that, that we've been mm-hmm. working with, more on the small, medium-sized fleets. Uh, and then we're working with groups, uh, and this is more long-term relationships, but with the Chevin Fleet Wave is one other group out there. So there's a few systems out there that we're working with. And we also integrate it into some of the shop softwares to pull in the work order data or push it. Hmm. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of players there, but there's about 50 different providers that we're synced in with to to be able to get that information to push cool. and pull from it. Cool. Yeah. And if a a listener viewer uh, doesn't happen to be with some of the software that you mentioned, uh, are you open to? Uh, listening to them and exploring how to connect with the software that they are using? Yeah, actually, we're at this stage in our company where we've been growing, but we're in this uh, really heavy focus of working with fleets, fleet managers, hearing their feedback and directly implementing those changes in the software. So we're in that heavy uh, development phase. And so because of that, anyone who is working with us is getting a lot of hand holding a lot of extra action. We're almost an extended development team to them. Um, and, and that can be rare to find a company at that stage at this time, but that's the focus we're at right now. So that's one of the benefits of working with us today is you get a lot of that attention and focus. Cool. 
and sorry, I was looking at you, John, whether you had a question or not. But Shiv. well, well, I've I got a comment I was going to make. And knowing that uh, from the ELD standpoint, so let's let's kind of talk a little bit about the telematics approach. From an ELD device, we know that there is no requirement by law to have an ELD in a vehicle pre two thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. but I do know of some fleets that do run some telematics devices on some of those older trucks that do have a computer system in the in their in their vehicles. Uh, mm-hmm. Rare, but there are some. And I was just wondering, is there a particular age of vehicle that you guys can go back to, or or is it all depend on whether the telematics device will connect to the vehicle? Yeah, it's mostly depending on the telematics device and the data it reports from the asset. Most okay. of the vehicles yep. are in the past 12 to 15 years because that's the average population. Um, so sure. that's where the confidence is higher. But we've had some older vehicles on the system, and you'll still get those battery alerts, uh, predicting battery failures, the engine alerts. Of course, they don't have these comprehensive DEF systems, so they have less right. engine DRIP and things like that. But the, yep. the system will work as long as the telematics is reporting that information. Cool. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, Shiva, I got a question for you because most of my clients um, are the small guys. You know, like the people I work with are generally 50 trucks or less, not the 100 to 500 truck fleets. Can you work with people like that? Yeah, of course. Um, So it all depends on the needs of the fleet. Usually when you have, you know, as you get more and more vehicles, the getting ahead of downtime becomes more and more of a problem. Like the chances on any day that some breakdown is going to happen increases. But there are smaller fleets. We have networks of owner operators that mm. maybe collectively there's 200 that are working with uh, one organization. And those owner operators, I mean, they have two vehicles, some have 20, um, but they all want to get email reports that every morning is giving them like a health overview of the few vehicles they're, they're, they own. And, that gives them that safe, like that, that confidence or comfort of, okay, things are in good shape. If there's something critical, yeah. they'll get an alert at that time. And so they're using more of an email uh, interface versus a, having yeah. to log into a system every day, right? So we simplify that use case uh, for some of those um, uh, fleets that have maybe less vehicles and make it easier for them to yeah. digest this data and the insights. So a great opportunity for the small guys to be able to you know, almost compete on the same level as the larger organizations. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. And get ahead of downtime and make yeah. sure their, their trucks are up and running. And they're avoiding costs by doing that. And all the data is already there. If you got an oh. ELD plugged in, you're sitting mm-hmm. on untapped information. Uh, and yeah. what we're trying to do is find the value in it and tell you what's important and and uh, take out all the noise. So find the needle in the haystack right. of stuff that matters. And that's really what, yeah. what counts in the long run. We yeah. At least that's what we're seeing with the clients we work yeah. with. Yeah. Well, I was going to say from a small fleet operator, and, and that's where I came from, uh, you know, we were a dozen power units. To have that technology, that power to know what's going on is would be crucial because the small operators don't have extra trucks sitting around waiting and, you know, extra drivers that I could swap out. You know, the bigger carriers, it's a little easier to absorb, you know, to a certain extent. I could switch some guys around and go, here, drop your trailer there and run empty over here, pick up this guy's trailer and go. You know, we don't have that availability when you're a couple of, you know, two, three trucks and whatnot. So having that predictive modeling would be huge to kind of go, 
okay, now I can schedule that downtime and get it. And now I can get it done in the shop in one day rather than all of a sudden it becomes an emergency situation and I spend a week or two. Yeah. And well, what makes it also powerful is whether you have two trucks or, or 20 trucks, the, the analysis is using data from half a million trucks to give you the insight. Ah. So you're still benefiting like as if you're a big fleet, like to your point. Right. So it's kind of going to bring the value back down to anyone who, who wants to benefit. Right. So so this is picking from all those other guys in the in the pool to be able to say, ah, this bottle of truck, this year, this engine, this serial yeah. number grouping or something like that, we're starting to see failures of this component. Hey, yep. Mr. Two Truck Operator, you've got one of those units that fits in this group. Yeah, like a prime example with uh, Freightliners in the past three years, there's this engine intake uh, fault that appear, appears. And if you look at the the DEF fluid level, it starts to drop very quickly, very fast. So we have this algorithm that when that scenario pops up, we know that the EGR needs to be replaced or definitely clean. Uh, and if you don't do it within the next five days, it's probably going to derate. And so oh, that's wow. an example where whether you have two trucks, we're going to give you that alert, or if you have 500 trucks, but that was mm -hmm. trained or learned from about 500,000 of these assets. So that, those are the kind of wow. examples. That came up today, actually, with one of our customers. So that's why I shared that. Sure. Yeah, well, cool. Oh, that's excellent. The thing that I like about it, I mean, the small guy, the ones that I work with, they don't have some of the cost advantages that the bigger guy has. No. You know, they... Yeah. They don't. They can't buy 500 tires at once, and and some of the other things that the large companies can do. So something like this, I think, would help add money to the bottom line because it's going to predict, and they're going to be able to do the repair at a much uh, better cost than if they broke down on the damn road. Yeah, yeah. well, right now, savings opportunities is painful too. You know, even if you've taken it for service, you might be sitting there for two weeks because. Getting yeah. some of these parts is so hard. So what this also at minimum can help is you can wait for the breakdown as well, ride it till the end, but get ready for, for this two weeks ahead of time. So maybe you order the part mm -hmm. and get ready. And if it mm -hmm. breaks down, then you know you wait till it comes in. But it helps in those scenarios too. It's just better planning, uh, even if you want to yeah. wait for that event to happen. Yeah, well, hey, there's, there's lots of parts around right now, Shiva, isn't there? Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's really well stocked at the moment. Come on. I got a, I got an extra left arm if anybody needs it. <laughs> I know. Isn't it terrible at the moment? The, the inventory crisis, I think, that we're having. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. it's whether you're building cars, repairing trucks, trying to buy groceries. I've noticed yeah. a, a real problem at the growth not a problem because there's always food to eat but uh, you know everywhere i go i've noticed a lack of inventory and i know it's a problem in manufacturing right now so of course it would be a problem in repairs yeah, yeah. so price is going up but and yeah. access to stuff is reducing it just uh, feels painful for everyone i think yeah well, well and, and wouldn't it wouldn't this also save you know okay if I can predict it, I'm ahead of the game right off the bat. But if I have the breakdown, I have to get towed in somewhere. Somebody gets to plug into my computer and then tell me what's wrong with it and get to charge me an extra 200 and some odd dollars just for the diagnosis when, right. hey, I'm paying for a service to predict this. I already know what it is, and I told you two weeks ago to order the parts. Exactly. Yep. 
and it has those reports, the same diagnostic report you're going to get. Um, the only time that's more useful at the shop level is they already kind of know what the general direction is of repair, and maybe they want to go in and go a little deeper so they plug in the scanner. Right. But this gives you like 80 to 90% of what really matters, and the technician can yeah. plug in if he really needs to. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, and right. because right. of that, it can save a lot of time in, in paint. Mm-hmm. Some, like most of the times, you might get a code or the engine light pops up. And this is the other cases. There's not an issue. So if you waste time at the yes. shop, you, know, you yeah. just spent maybe $200 to check something that wasn't a big deal because you're a little bit afraid of what's going to happen. But yeah. this will tell you that up front. So, you yeah. know, there's two sides well, to that coin. Yeah, and I was just going to say, and that's a problem for small operators, right, that maybe don't have their own maintenance facility or something. You know, all of a sudden, code's coming up on the dash, and the driver's going, oh, God, I don't know whether I should drive or whether I should park or what. And, you know, and then the next thing, well, I'll go to the shop. And, you know, before you know it, we've lost a day or two because the shop can't get you in right away just to do a diagnosis. Whereas now, hey, I'm utilizing the telematics device to tell me, hey, not not only what the problem is, but... I know what the problem is before it's going to happen. Well, and also, Shiva, would it also help me reduce the cost? Because we know, or at least I think sometimes there's unscrupulous mechanics out there. Um, (laughs) No, no, that's not true, Chris. I heard on the Internet that that's not true. uh, (laughs) And you believe everything on the Internet, right? There are one or two, I've heard. Now, so if I took my truck to one of them, could your pit stop software help me avoid unnecessary charges? Yeah, it can help line up, hey, here's the actual fix. And then when they're suggesting, hey, you you should change this and that, like you can do a comparison and say, well, you know, I really clear that the things that matter right now is maybe just this EGR. I don't need to do a full... DEF flush or, or things like that. So I'm going to put that on pause, just change the EGR. Everything should be good to go. That's like an example right there of yeah. how it can help. Cool. So I, I'm thinking there's several ways that pit stop software can uh, help me save yeah. money. Well, I'm liking this idea because I've seen some apps out there for doctors. You know, like I don't have a family doctor, so there's an app you can get with maybe your health benefits provider, and and it's, you know, you hit the app when you need a diagnosis on yourself, and, uh, you know, there's a doctor or nurse practitioner telling you what you need. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing for my truck, it's, it's, but it's keeping an eye on me as I'm going down the road all the time. So it's coming up and say, hey, you're about to develop a cough in three days. Uh, you <laughs> might want to get this looked at before it happens. Here's two Tylenol. Yep. That's a great, great comparison. And the good thing with machines is they are a lot more consistent, <laughs> whereas yes. people are, yes. can be very different. But machines yeah. are the same. Like, they're very similar. So it's easier to actually do this accurately, predict accurately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the bonus part is we know no two people are, are the same, uh, but two trucks are pretty much the same. So when you've got a group of, like you say, 500,000 trucks, you can pretty much go, yeah, you know what? If that's happening with a couple hundred over here, yeah, it's going to happen over there. Exactly. That's right. And you could tell the Lemon vehicle very quickly from the good ones. Like all of these, very, it's very quick. It just a little bit of analysis and the system picks it up. It's it's kind of cool. It's right. very powerful. Hey, just mm-hmm. and you just mentioned lemon vehicles. Have any customers called you up and say, "Hey, Shiva, I'm looking at this type of a, a truck. Yeah. Uh, I want to buy a used truck. Is this a good purchase? Not not price, not from a price point, but just from a maintenance point. Anybody asking yeah. you that question? 
Yeah, so they've definitely asked a question. One of the reports that we generate, it's kind of similar. What it does is it actually will take, but this depends on telematics. As long as we get the ELD info for six months, it will rank the vehicle and come up with a score and compare it to your other vehicles in the population or similar vehicle types. And it'll t give you a score and say, okay, this ranks at the 40th percentile for this Freightliner or mm -hmm. for this uh, Mack truck. And so then you kind of know, oh, okay, should I move forward with continuing to repair this truck or should I sell it? Um, so for a used truck, it's a little bit tricky because you don't have access to the data. But I think in the future, one day when you're buying a used truck, as an example, I think these kind of scores should be accompanying it. Much like in the, mm -hmm. in the light duty, they got Carfax or similar. I think mm -hmm. this is the type of analysis. Well, Every truck has some ELD or things monitoring. If you just run this analysis, yeah. it'll give you a health score. Then you can kind of yeah. understand the value of the truck over the long term. Those, I was, was going to say this would, would help this, this would help the seller of that truck. Right. Right. Exactly. To be able to say, here's That's a report. Here's a diagnostic Helping report. the seller more than the buyer. Well, Sorry, I, I walked on you. What did you say? Well, I said that's that's the area that our uh, health score has been helpful is more for the seller right now because they own their data so yeah. they can run the score. And then they, when they're selling, they say, right. hey, look, you can also look at this report. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more of a, and I'll just pick a name, a Freightliner at uh, 250,000 miles typically has this part fail. Therefore, before I buy it, I'm going to be asking the shop, hey, have you guys changed that? Have you taken care of it already? Um, if not, I want to deduct that from the purchase price because I know I'm going to have to. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of thing. Hey, cool. pit stop. How can people find out more about you? Yeah, so you can visit our website. It's pitstopconnect.com. And on there, we have the ability to talk to someone on the team. You can also email us uh, at you can email me directly if you need shiva s-h-i-v-a at pitstopconnect.com as well so open to even just have conversations someone's just interested they just want to learn more i mean i'm happy to have this dialogue with uh, as many people in the market in the field as possible i think it's really powerful stuff i don't think enough people know about it uh and mm -hmm. and want to try to explore and prove the value with with uh, as many groups as we possibly can well, and cool. let me put a plug in for your white paper. You also yeah. have a white paper. If somebody wanted to download that report, which is a, a hey, it's got a lot of pictures. It's only 14 pages. Uh, so it's, not, it's about a five-minute to ten-minute read, I would say. I think that's what it yeah. took me. How would somebody get your white, uh, your white report? Yeah, it's, it's right on the website as well. We, we kind of highlight the, the white paper. We have other case studies as well. So different informational items that you can download from our website. It talks a lot more about this. It tells you about other examples where we've done this. The report I believe you're referring to is actually a bunch of interviews we've been doing with fleet managers and understanding their pain points and what is common in the industry right now. Uh, so, so yeah, there's a lot of good information on the, on the website directly, pitstopconnect.com. Cool. And I'll put a link to that, uh, to the white paper report in the show notes, and I'll put your contact info down there as well. Yes, so if excellent. somebody wants to reach out, um, you've already given it to them, so I know they're welcome to shoot you an email. I know you're a hard guy to get a hold of, so I wouldn't tell people to call you, but to email you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, Shiva? Yeah, yeah that would be perfect. 
last word. Anything? Did we miss something that we should all know about pit stop? Uh, the, the main thing is, and we probably talked a little bit about this, but we're, we're really open, willing to work with everyone. We want to help fleets from small to large. Uh, and you probably have a lot more data than you think that you could be taking advantage yeah. of. I know it's overwhelming for a lot of people, but and you've been doing things for a long time and it's been working, but hey, th- these are some of those changes that are, are very easy to make and create large value and in, in, in impact. So at least have a conversation and we'll take it from there. All right, cool. and, and Shiva, what you don't know uh, you might know. I shouldn't say you. I, I shouldn't assume anything, should I? Um, our audience is about sixty forty split between Americans and Canadians, and that's sixty percent Canadian, by the way. So let's say it. Pit stop. Where are you located? We're located in Toronto, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Pit Stop is a Canadian company. That's what I wanted you to shout out there. Nice. I'm, nice to hear. Yes. I'm a proud yeah. Canadian, Shiva. So whenever it's possible, I always like to give a shout out to other Canadian companies. Oh, big yeah, time. No, big time. By Canadian. All right. Shiva, Perfect. thanks so much for coming on the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast because this falls under the risk category for yeah. sure. All right. Yep. Thanks so much, my friend. Thanks, Shiva. John and I really appreciated you coming on to the show this week. If you, the listener and the viewer, are getting value, don't forget to click a like and subscribe. Leave us a comment. Who would you like for us to have on the show for an interview? All right. Please leave us a comment and appreciate you all so much. That's it for this week on the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast.